was not really shocked to hear the casual racism coming from the Democrats because it's par for the course from them. So this gen this gentleman, and I'll use the term gentleman loosely as I did referring to the, the person who killed Corporal uh, Hecook, um, his name is Gary O'Connor, and he is was the Lamar County, Texas Democratic Party Chair. And he announced his resignation Tuesday, today, um, in a statement days after sparking a firestorm by calling Tim Scott an Oreo in a since-deleted Facebook post. Now, Tim Scott is a, the only African-American Republican in the Senate um, and, uh, so he's sort of a trailblazer in that respect, um, in terms of in the modern, in the modern political era. Now there are numerous minorities in the house as Republicans, but he is the only African American in the Senate, uh, that is a, that is a Republican. And I, I like Tim Scott. I don't always agree with him, but I do like him. I have a great deal of respect for him. It is very difficult to be a black Republican, um, my friend Dave can certainly attest to that, and um, I am raising a African-American young man as a foster son, um, and he has suddenly, he's turned uh, to a Republican, and uh, so it, it is possible <laughs> to rear a good Republican uh, African-Americans and who have solid conservative values, but still retain a, a you know, a, a sense of a, a more liberal streak. And I, I count myself in that. I, I'm a pretty strong conservative and I do have a little bit of a liberal streak on some, some things, not everything, but some things. Um, so he apologized apparently for targeting Scott with the slur. Um, and he said he was deeply and sincerely sorry for his inappropriate and hurtful use of a racist term. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry doesn't cut it. Um, this is not just a one-off. It may be a one-off for this gentleman, but it is certainly not a one-off for Democrats in general when it comes to referring to minorities in the Republican Party. If I guarantee you that if a Republican had said anything of the sort about a Democrat, my Lord, we wouldn't be hearing the end of it. I mean, the person would be hung, drawn, and quartered, they would be burned at the stake. They would be crucified. You, you name it, they do it to them. But here, uh, Republicans are supposed to blithely accept this apology from this presumably, excuse me, presumably white uh, m member of the Lamar County Democratic Committee and say, oh, it's cool. You can certainly, you know, we certainly accept your apology. And that's because Republicans spend too much time being the nice guys. And I, I've never been one who says, oh, well, you know, we need to fight dirty. And I will never advocate for fighting dirty, but I will be, I would advocate for fighting fair. And I'm also an advocate of playing by the rules the other team sets. And I, I engage in this practice all the time as a, as a business person. I've had um, people come to me and they've wanted to try to trap me into some sort of of situation and I let them play I let them set the rules of the game and I but I play by them and I don't want you to get angry at me when I win the game based on the rules you played you put out 
and I actually had this incident actually happen uh, with a tenant that I uh, had at one point, and uh, it was a couple, and they set the rules for the game that they wanted to play with me, and I played by their rules, and they got mad that I won, and I don't always win, but you want to come at me, that's great. Come for me, but you set the rules for the game because I'll play by your rules. And I think that Republicans really need to do more of that. We need to play by the rules the Democrats are setting because they're, they're throwing these things out, these racist, casually racist and high-key and low-key racist things, and yet Republicans are simply supposed to accept an apology. And I'm getting to the point where apologies are no longer cutting it. I don't want apologies. I want them to pay the same price that a Republican would pay for doing the same thing. And I'm not saying that Republicans are, are always innocent in this kind of thing. They aren't. Um, they, they certainly have committed their own crimes in this department. Um, but I'm really tired of the high key and low key racist behavior from Democrats not warranting anything other than a momentary outrage blip on the news and then it's done. And I'm going to give you two uh, inter uh, national and international examples. The first national example I'm going to use here from the United States is in Virginia. Governor Ralph Northam, who is a Democrat, um, decided, I guess, back in the early 80s when he was attending college, to don blackface, which is highly racist, highly problematic, as the left would say, inappropriate on any level, whether or not you, however you want to slice and dice it, it should not have been done. Now, how do we know he did this? Well, my goodness, his picture appeared in blackface in his high school, I mean, sorry, college yearbook. My goodness, you can't get any more blatant than that. And there was an outrage. The outrage machine was working overtime. My Lord, uh, Northam should resign. Northam, Northam this, Northam that. Is he going to resign? He gave numerous press conferences. Any other Republican, if it was a Republican, they would have been forced out of office. Ralph Northam is still the governor of Virginia. Will he make it through his um, re-election campaign? I don't know. That remains to be seen. I guess we'll find out. But what we have learned is that the Democrats don't pay a price. Now, here's my other example. Justin Trudeau. Now, Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada. He uh, is the son of Pierre Trudeau, and um, he's a liberal, so I guess you could equate him to a Democrat. And he was caught donning blackface in some sort of arabesque-type setting party that he went to when he was younger, and pictures emerged. And there was international outrage. Oh, this is racist. This is terrible. And it is. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's racist. And I would never condone it. Did Pierre, I'm mean, sorry, did Justin step down? No. Justin Trudeau is still 
the Prime Minister of Canada. Will he win re-election? We don't know. But my point is, here are two very high-profile examples. Yet these two men still retain their positions of authority and power. In the past, we've had Republicans who have stepped down from their positions because they have made poor choices. They have done racist things. They have done inappropriate things. They have been properly chastised, properly humiliated, and properly drummed out of office. And it's completely appropriate. I will not sit here and defend someone who has blatant evidence that they uh, did something racist. I don't care if they're on my side or not. Now, uh, part of this uh, actually comes back to a little bit of a local issue here on, on where I live. And our mayor in my town uh, is in the National Guard. Very honorable service. Um, I do not agree with the mayor politically. Um, I'm sure he's a very nice man. Um, personally, I just don't happen to agree with his politics. And the unit that he is in, in the National Guard, that he is the leader of, or somehow the leadership position in his unit, has been accused back in 2015, I think it was, of a racist act of making a a black soldier wear a chain around his neck, which is very uh, indicative and very um, sort of paralleling to slavery. Absolutely wrong if this indeed happened. And I say if, and, and am, I, am I in the believe all accusers? I do believe all accusers. However, uh, the mayor here has served his country. He served his town um, admirably. Again, whether I disagree is irrelevant. Um, and if this was such a major issue for this gentleman, why was this not brought up five years ago, six years ago, when it happened? Why is it now, six years after the event happened, allegedly happened, why is it being brought up now? Well, I can't say for certain that it's directly related to our mayor, but if I was a betting woman, I would say probably. And the reason I say that is that there has been some political chatter in my state that our mayor may possibly be selected as a running mate for the Democratic candidate for governor in the next election. Our governor is, is termed out. He's done his two four-year terms. He's a Republican. Again, I don't even agree with him all the time. But um, so there is this, this sense that, that um, our mayor may be the running mate to the Democrat that's running for governor. And this would certainly put the... It would dampen the, the enthusiasm for... Uh, this gentleman to be the lieutenant governor if he had this charge of racism against him, no matter how tertiarily he's connected. Now, I do believe victims when they come forward, whether they're women accusing powerful men of misbehavior 
whether they are um, people coming forward with claims of racism against others. I, I will believe you. But at the same time, I want you to bring your allegations forward immediately. You know, yes, I understand you. there might be processes involved. You have to go through and you have to deal with things. But if you're waiting 5, 6, 10, 15, 20, 30 years in some cases to bring forth your claims, I'm going to wonder what your real motive is. Do you want justice or do you want revenge? Revenge is not a good look for anyone. And I... I came of age sort of during the Clinton era in terms of my political awareness. And I certainly remember the names, the Jennifer Flowers, the uh, Juanita Brodericks, the, all the names associated with Bill Clinton's indiscretions, let's call them. And I, and I remember one thing. These women came forward, they had come forward, when the incidents initially happened and nothing was done. They came forward and kept making lots and lots and lots of noise when Bill Clinton ran for, for higher office, when he ran for president. And they again reemerged when Hillary Clinton ran for president in 2016. And do I think uh, Mr. Clinton's bad behavior should have been reflective upon uh, Mrs. Clinton? Probably not. Do I believe it was relevant when he ran for president? Absolutely. So Juanita Broderick was never shy. She came right out when it happened. A lot of these women came right out at the time the incident happened, but yet were unheard. Even the uh, lady who accused uh, Joe Biden of inappropriateness when he was a senator came forward and filed an ethics complaint against him at the time it happened. So the fact that these women are being loud about it now, to me, does not diminish their credibility because it is documented that they came forward at the time the incident happened to them. So... I kind of diverged and went from racism to sexism and sexual you know, assault type things, but it's all kind of the same. Mr. O'Connor will not really face any backlash against what he said about Mr. Scott, Senator Scott. Um, but what he will do is he says his little mea culpa, and in about two or three years, he'll reemerge in some other incarnation in the Democrat Party. And for every person who says that the Republicans are the party of racism, I ask you this. Most, after uh, the Civil War and Reconstruction was put into place, there were the most African-Americans elected to Congress and to the Senate. They were black. They were black Republicans. And it was Democrats who ultimately kept, forced out the black Republicans and kept 
the black population from voting. And I'm going to explore this. I'm going to go a little, give give a history lesson of, of uh, Jim Crow and KKK, uh, the KKK and all this. Because I think it, it, it's becoming relative, relatively, you know, um, uh, we need to update ourselves with the, the true origins here. And it's not Republicans who are the party of racism. It's the Democrats. There, and for everybody who is going to email me with the, well, what about the Southern switch? Well, I'm here to tell you the Southern switch never happened. There's no such animal as the Southern switch. No matter what you want to do, there was no switch of racist Democrats becoming racist Republicans. And we're, I'm going to even talk about the Southern switch. So... I'm going to encourage you, do some research, check in, but I'm going to tell you it is Democrats who are perpetuating the racism, the classism, the sexism in this country. It is not a Republican. Republicans are all about go out. You can succeed to, no matter what. You have the potential. And one of the greatest advocates for that we have is Ben Carson. Ben Carson grew up poor on welfare in Detroit. And he became the top pediatric neurosurgeon in the world. He is a testimony to the fact you can achieve anything. You can come from literally nothing and achieve greatness. And now he is disparaged because of his association with not only Republicans, but Donald Trump. Is that fair? No. People say that he's not a compelling person in terms of his, his, his rhetoric.